about it right now? You know what? All it is basically is just uh, uh, it's his first time really back out there on the football field, so it's uh, it just got sore. Um, it's not a it's not a uh, an ankle sprain, an injury. It just got sore over the length of the practice yesterday, and it's something that we'll just have to monitor and. and and as we continue to go with these practices, it'll continue to sort of get in shape um, and back to back to game to game ready. Are we holding back over the next few days, or is we'll monitor it more than hold him back? If, if I guess if that answers your question, um, you know he's he's one that doesn't want to come out, obviously, but but at the same time, we got to make sure that, that that he is healthy when he's on the field. Practice. So is that going to be the norm, do you think, or is that just long? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. It's, now today's a little shorter. Uh, today's a little over two, um, but uh, you know, a, a, a normal football game is three hours long. So why not? Why not start right now? Get them in. Get them in game game ready shape. How'd your team come out of the first day in pads? Generally, the heat. Good, real good. You know, we're we're always going to have the nicks and bumps uh, each and every day, and and uh, we had a couple guys that uh, uh, got a little dehydrated, so you needed some, you know, the IV fluids and things like that. But everybody bounced back yesterday afternoon in the walkthrough uh, perfectly, um, and uh, you know, everybody's ready to go this morning. Doug, it seems uh, for the last couple of years, every preseason, it's one of the things that's been the breakout year for Zach Ertz. What, what does that mean to you, and, and what kind of what are the expectations on him? Yeah, Zach. You know, he he's a great tight end. Number one, a great team player, a good leader on the football team. He's really sort of coming into his own now. He had a good spring, and and um, you know, I love our all of our tight ends, but but in his case, uh, uh, he can definitely create some some opportunities for us. Uh, uh, his ability to catch the football, his ability to separate. Uh, he's a big target over the middle. The one thing that I would say with with Zach is, and really with any tight end. Um, it's just just the physicality of blocking and being on the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, with Brent Selleck sort of taking taking that lead, you know, he's one that's going to have to uh, sort of uh, you know be that second guy for us. You know, as we go throughout training camp and, and the regular season. To follow up on that, is there a way that Ertz can be better in the red zone? He hasn't had a lot of production there in his first couple of years in the league. Is there a way that he can improve in that facet? Well, you know, red zone can come a lot down to just scheme. You know, how are you attacking defenses and and to be quite honest, you know, um, you know, defenses typically start their red zone philosophy at the 12-yard line, and and uh, it gets really tight down there. And so, uh, teams are you're seeing a lot of teams drop eight. There are more guys into their, you know, into the pass coverage as opposed to the pass rush because teams are trying to throw the football. So, you know, it's just it just comes down to scheme and how you're trying to attack a defense in the red zone. Um, but uh, you know, fully expect to use his talent down there and his size and his ability to, uh, you know. Separate and make plays down there. His three-day thing was new speed with the first team. What is he showing you? Everything we expected him. You know, he's a veteran guy. He's got a lot of starts, as you know. You know, in the National Football League, um, it's not too big for him. He's picked up the system. Smart kid, and uh, somebody that um, uh, is definitely going to, you know, fit into the mix and the rotation at guard for us. And and uh, it just uh, it, it, it's, you know, as you know. I mean, this is this is typical of a regular season. You know, those, those guys that uh, get nicked up and and miss a couple days. You know, the next guy steps up, and and it's that mentality, and he's done a nice job handling that. Close for Matthew. On the left side at all, or is he just going to stay on on the right? We'll see him at both guards. Yes, we'll see him at both sides. You mentioned earlier uh, about having the space for tight ends up on game day. Is that still kind of your thinking, you know, with with Trey and Chris? It is, because Chris is a versatile tight end for me. Uh, We can also put him in the backfield and and use him as a fullback position, and and uh, he also has some uh, value on teams, uh, as do all the. 
really the three tight ends, you know, Selleck, uh, maybe not as much, but the other three, um, you know, have some core value there on special teams, Chris being one of them. So definitely would like to see, see four potentially up. Trey is a fullback, too. Trey is getting some work there. Um, you know, can't put Chris in every time, you know, especially during camp with the number of reps. So Trey is also getting some backup reps at fullback. How close are Matthews and uh, Brandon to returning? Close. It's going to be towards the end of, you know, that we have a break coming up, I believe, on Tuesday for the players. And then it'll be into next week, probably the latter part of the week before we see them on the field. We yeah. talked about the difference between the slot corner and outside corner, how it's kind of a different position. You have Ron Brooks working at both. How difficult is that for a player to take one snap outside and then have to move inside on the next snap? Well, in, in, in a case like Ron, I mean, again, here's a guy that's had a lot of snaps in the National Football League, as you know, and, and a guy that uh, uh, we feel very comfortable as a staff and potentially on, particularly on defense that, that he can transition in there uh, very well. You know, that, that, that inside corner nickel spot, um, you know, is a, it's a different animal obviously, than, than being on the outside on the perimeter. Uh, there's a lot more, you know, the physicalness, the physical nature of that spot as well, being able to tackle and, and, and take on blockers. So uh, he's done a nice job there. We'll continue to, to watch it, monitor that, get get as many reps as we can in there. But but uh, all the confidence in the world with him being able to transition inside and out. There, there are a lot of practical reasons for moving training camp here, obviously. But you talk about the, was you were a player in the ambience that was up at Lehigh, particularly connection with the fans. And one, how important is a day like this as far as building that connection between the fans? And is two of these days enough? Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I think that, you know, uh, obviously two of these days, you know, with we'll see how many fans we get today, but but expect a, a nice crowd. The weather cooperated for us. Um, that, that is probably the one thing that you do miss, I'd say, on a daily basis is that many fans that we had at Lehigh. Um, Obviously, that can be great for the players, but it was a great atmosphere yesterday. Uh, great atmosphere over there at uh, at the Novacare facility, and and uh, not only with the fans, but the, the our sponsorships and and you know everybody that was involved. It was a it was an exciting you know for me. It was the first time to really see it, and I didn't know what to expect. But but I was fired up with the amount of people that were over there, and the players. You know what? Once we once we blow the whistle, blow that horn, it's ball for the players, and and uh, they're focused on the game, and and sometimes that. That's just on the peripheral, but um, I'm excited for today and then and obviously in a couple weeks. What does it mean to you to have Brian Dawkins uh, working for the Eagles scouting? Oh, anytime you know we can bring alumni back and, and former players you know back to the organization to to help us, whether it be on an intern uh, basis or maybe potentially on a full time basis, like we've we've had you know with Greg Lewis and Deuce Staley and and uh, guys like that. Um, I think it's beneficial. I think that uh, somebody like that can also uh, players see him, a former player, uh, particularly on defense, um, and the type of player that he was, and the leadership that he uh, he brought to this team and this organization. They can see that. They can see, you know, how he he handled this city and and uh, the how 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 people really supported him and rallied around him. And and uh, I'm excited to 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 see where it takes us, you know, and and to see what role he can have, even with me, uh, hopefully down the road with the team, whether he's speaking to the team or, or doing some things like that, uh, I think could be uh, very beneficial for everybody. Jason Peters got some breaks throughout the day yesterday. Is he going to be the only player who's earned that privilege, or are you going to add other guys to that? As There'll before? be some other guys. Um, you know, uh, guys on defense, you know, because we, we do such a high tempo, fast pace, we want to get in and out of the huddle and do some things. I mean, there'll be some other guys 
you know, that, that, that will, as we go, you know, take some time off. I, I don't, I don't say time off. I mean, rest them, you know, keep them healthy, keep them fresh and, um, you know, got to get them ready for, for September 11th. Well, you, you're looking at your corners, corner positions. I mean, you know, Leotis is a guy that he doesn't need a ton of reps over there. Um, you know, um, you, you got to monitor guys like, uh, I think the guys that have coming off injury, you know, maybe a Jordan Hicks, you take a look at him and you can say, Hey, you know, let's, let's rest him, back him down get him, get him ready for the regular season. Um, you know, Obviously now Ryan Matthews with his situation, he'd be another one because of his nature, his style of running, which is very physical, uh, being able to uh, pull him back just a little bit. We did the same thing with Jamal Charles in, in Kansas City and, and uh, when we had Brandon Albert there a couple years ago. And, and uh, you get some of these guys, these veteran guys, uh, you know, uh, Justin Houston that, that we had in Kansas City, um, the ability to just, just shut them down for a day and, and keep, them, keep them fresh for the season. Uh, expressed uh, real excitement being on the uh, the link field for the first time. Did you get that? Have you gotten that sense from him so far today? Yeah, you know, I, I stood over there and watched the players um, get on the buses, and uh, you kind of see the they're excited. They're excited about being here today, and then saw him and and uh, you know he was smiling like he normally does, and, and he's ready to go. And and this will be this will be good for all of them. Maybe good for him uh, to experience the fans and experience the. Uh, uh, the stadium for the first time, and again, this is the this is a valuable part of uh, of training camp, especially with the young players, to uh, expose them to the stadium for the first time before the first preseason game. It's almost a full week for Carson now. What do you see this week from the time you reported to now? You know the way he's just handled himself on and off the football field, the way he's you know executed and and sort of assumed his role now where he's at and the learning sort of the learning curve that where he's at. Uh, some of the plays he's made yesterday and then through rookie camp, some of the, you know, there's a couple of wild plays that you just go, that's the kind of quarterback that you know you have. And, and uh, you know, he's right on track where we want him to be. Um, you know, he's competing every day. He's, he, he, he's, he's, he's learning in the room. He's asking great questions in the room. Um, you know, Chase has done a great job with him and, 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 and learning as, as well with Sam and um, like where he's at right now. Is one of the, either the kickers have an edge yet, or is that going to be just determined in the preseason game? One more, one more time. The kickers. About. Has anybody gotten an edge yet, or are they? No. Just again, be... it's 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 part of the again it's part of that evaluation process there, um, and so we haven't made any decisions yet, one way or the other. You know who's who's doing what. They're both getting equal equal kicks. Doug, in terms of mecha uh, mechanics, what are you working on with Carson? Specifically, trying to keep his feet tighter to the ground. Um, you know, he, he can get he can get a little jumpy, a little hoppy. He can also be a little um, upright in his frame, so we'll try to keep him in a bent posture a little bit. Uh, and then and then just just his n uh, knowledge and understanding of the offense, being able to anticipate um, and, and and become an accurate, a little more accurate passer. You can work on those things with with drill works and you know drill work and and uh, just the more reps he gets, he'll be more comfortable. But those are just a couple of things that we're. We're doing more questions. Any tweaks that you made mechanically that would explain why, on occasion, there'll be a, a ball that kind of flutters out of Carson's hand? Not, not from the upper part of his body. Not a throwing mechanic. Nothing like that. Um, you know, just trying to make sure his 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 lower half of his body is in a better posture. 
Uh, sometimes he can get a little little tall, and, and sometimes that, that affects your throw. Um, keeping his feet tighter to the ground where he can he can get the ball out faster. Uh, and then and then just where he's, you know, sometimes some of those balls, you know, can be the process of, because I've been there, it's the process of thinking about the play. And the last thing you're worried about is the throw. You know, you're more worried about the progression of the play, and, and sometimes that affects the throw. What's the benefit of having time in between plays for the coaching, the coaches and the assistants to, to teach the players based on whether they made a mistake It's the or not. only way we're going to get better. It's the only way. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm also a believer that, you know, you, you spend time in the meeting room at night watching the tape and making corrections there as well. But if you can get that immediate feedback right now on the field, it goes, it, it goes because there's been situations um, – for instance, it happened yesterday with Zach Ertz, where he just he was a split end and uh, as a tight end, and he ran a slant, and, and he got he got jammed up. And we came back later in the practice and ran the exact same play, and he learned he got the same coverage, he learned from it, and we completed the pass. So we were able to get that instant feedback not only from him, but as coaches, we were able to give him something to help him on the next the next rep. And and I think it's valuable that the coaches get an opportunity. I don't want to take too much time away because we're still working off of a play clock. Um, but at the same time, that instant feedback is, is valuable. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, guys.